Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nebraska Golf Podcast. This week, we've got me, Damon Bennett. I'm the, the communications intern here at the NGA. We've got Sam here with us. How's it going, everyone? I've also got another one of the interns, Max Holman, joining us this week. Hello. Nice to talk to you guys. And first, of course, big thank you to our presenting sponsor, Ortho Nebraska, doing big things out here for us. And we'll start right off the bat here, Sam, with the best thing we saw last week, the girls and the junior amateurs. Um, well, I, I think it would just, you know, obviously be our two champions. Uh, Trevor Gucheski, uh went wire to wire uh, to win with a five-shot uh, lead and finished at 213, three under par. Uh, just two years after his older brother, uh, now Iowa State golfer Luke Gucheski won. So keeping the, the hardware in the family there. And then uh, kind of a cool storyline here, Katie Ruge, uh, who was actually our women's match play champion in 2020, uh, won her first junior NGA championship. And it also happened to be her her last one as well, uh, as she will be headed to uh, Lawrence, Kansas to play for the women's Jayhawk uh, golf team. He's like, yeah, as you mentioned, Katie Ruge, I talked to her after her round and she literally told me like words can't express how awesome that was for her winning winning her last event as an NGA junior kind of went about it backwards got the women's title back in 2020 came back to cap off a good year with the junior title here in 2022 Uh, Max anything you saw last week that really caught your eye or anything yeah mine has to be actually Katie Ruge as well just following the scoreboard throughout the tournament after the first week she was right in the mix but never at the top until the end of the third day so the way she stuck with it was just really impressive and ended up coming out on top. Yeah, she kind of kind of snuck up on us there. No no real sight of her in the top five on the first day and then just plowed up to the top. Boom, one title. All right, and then we'll go straight into the action. Got the match hey, play hey, recap. Hey, Dan, what was the best thing you saw this week? The best thing I saw? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think the best thing I saw was the chase between uh, – Steichen and Brown coming down the lead, trying to cut down on Gachewski's lead. Um, he was already done playing for the day, and they just went absolutely insane on the back nine there. Beatrice birdieing, birdieing. I think they were both within one stroke at one point, but then fell off at the end. Gachewski held true to win by five. Yeah, yeah, you were right. I couldn't let you get away without, <laughs> without telling us what you saw. Good point, good point. All right, and then uh, – We'll head straight into a match play, a match play recap, which is about almost a month ago now. Sam, can you believe that? Yeah, time uh, time flies when you're having fun. There's <laughs> been a busy busy month here. Uh, Nebraska Golf Association had a tournament almost every week, and we'll get Sam here with a recap: who won, who played well, what, what did we see. Um, yeah, so we were at Riverside Golf Club in Grand Island. Uh, I believe we had. 127 players total uh, for the match play, two rounds of stroke play qualifying, and then we jumped right into the round of 32 matches. Um, and, you know, as we always see in the first round, uh, there's some blowouts. There are some some closer matches that uh, kind of surprise some people. But um, we'll just kind of jump right to the the final uh, between Johnny Spellerberg and uh, Reed Malik. Uh, and kind of a, a fun fact here, uh, they're both former junior match play champions, and they actually won it um, 10 years apart. Uh, Johnny winning in 2009 and and Reed winning uh, 10 years later in 2019. So um, 
kind of a kind of came full circle uh, in Grand Island between these two. And, um, you know, Reed got off to a really, really hot start. Um, obviously, it's a 36 hole final. And uh, through the first 20 holes, he had a three up lead. Um, and then Spellerberg kind of, you know, fought back. And then, um, you know, when they made the turn for the uh, back nine of the second 18, um, Johnny actually tied uh, the match on uh, the 27th hole, nine at, at Riverside, uh, with Reed conceding uh, a putt to uh, to tie the match. So uh, Johnny certainly uh, fought his way back. I I kind of thought Reed would maybe have the upper hand, just you know being a, a current college golfer, and you know they're very used to. Um, not only walking and carrying their bag, even though he had a caddy, uh, but also just playing that much golf. I think they played like 140 holes or yeah. something in, in five days. And obviously Johnny's, uh, you know, into his career and, uh, I'm sure golf's quite a bit, but not, not probably nearly as much as, as Reed does, especially when he's in his season. So, um, but you know, he fought back, showed some endurance and, um, you know, he actually took a two up lead after the the 33rd hole, which would have been the 15th hole uh, at Riverside. Um, unfortunately, Reed hit his second shot out of bounds and uh, ended up uh, conceding the hole to, to Johnny. And, and that's where he took that uh, that two up lead. And then uh, they both tied 16 and then they, they got to 17 T. We had the, the T's moved up so they could give it a go. And um, Johnny hit his into the front left bunker, I believe. And uh, he uh, hit his bunker shot out to uh, literally about a foot, stuck it really close. And then uh, Malik decided to uh, not only concede the putt, uh, but also concede the match. And and that was it. Johnny was our champion. Uh, it, was a, it was a really, really good final, uh, extremely fun to watch. And, uh, you know, match play week's always a grind, uh, not only for the players, but also for, you know, us that are that are working it. But no, it's, it's one of my favorite events. And uh, yeah, I just think match play is awesome. It was a great week in, in Grand Island. For sure. And Riverside was a great venue for an event like that. A week-long tournament at a definitely a high-quality country club here, kind of central Nebraska, good location, but a great week out there at the match play for us. Um, up next, the, a few weeks later, we had the senior amateur, and Max here is going to go a little bit, talk about that. Max, what was – kind of give us the rundown, what happened out there in Omaha? Yeah, so to start us off, we our champion ended up being uh, was it Sipkis? Yep. Yeah, Brian Sipkis. Brian Sipkis won out. One, he uh, held on to win by one stroke over Ed Wyatt, who actually won last year. Venue was Champions Run at Omaha. Uh, Sipkis shot a seventy-one seventy-three for an even par one forty-four. That was his first NGA title. He played really well. Uh, we caught him on the green. The I think it was the night after the first round he was putting and it was well after dark, just trying to get his mind right for the second day and came out on top. Uh, Sipkiss was, he's, you could just tell the way he was extremely grateful to win his first NGA title. He was, he was having a, he was just his demeanor on the course is so pleasant and uh, easygoing. He's just fun to watch golf and he was really excited to win his first one. Yeah, I noticed that too in his uh, kind of award speech uh, at the end. 
Um, he's you guys probably aren't as familiar, but he, he's been knocking on the door for for quite some time, and even before I started. And uh, I know he's finished runner up in the four ball a few different times, a um, couple top fives, top tens, and in, in our Nebraska AM. So he, he's been right there. Um, so for him to get over the hump uh, at Champions Run for our senior AM was was awesome to see. And like you said, Max, you could really tell uh, that it did mean a, a great deal to him. Yeah, and also worth mentioning is in the other age groups, the NGA puts out uh, champions for in the age 58 to 64 was Stan Darling with an eight over. And from 65 to 71 age, uh, John Sajevic won with a four over. And uh, the oldest guys, 72 and up, this is my favorite. Tom Olson shot his age two rounds in a row. He's 76 years old, shot a 76 and a 75, actually topped his age. That was just really cool out there to see him do that. That is, that's actually a really cool achievement in golf, I think. Being able to shoot your age, like, obviously, guys like me and Max, is virtually impossible. But, like, to be a senior golfer and say you can shoot under your age is incredible. incredible. And John Sajevic up there with, I think uh, he won his division the fifth time in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, just an incredible golfer. Yep. He's usually a shoe in for that division and, <laughs> and almost always competing for the, the overall title. But, um yeah, it was a great win by Brian, and like you mentioned, I'm, I'm sure we'll see John, uh, you know, near the top of the leaderboard uh, for years to come. Really good numbers at the Senior Open. Uh, I know we had certainly full guys, and we had a really long wait list having it at Champions this year. Yeah, Champions run was beautiful for it. Incredible. And then moving right along in the action, the following week had the girls amateur and the junior amateur at the same time. I'll have Sam take it away on the girls' side first. Uh, yeah, so I just mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, Katie Rugi was our champion. Uh, this was actually her first uh, junior uh, NGA championship. Uh, she had previously won the women's match play in 2020. Um, and it was, uh, she really wasn't, uh, she never led up until the, the final day. Um, Emily Carmazine was kind of was running away with it for a little bit. And then um, in the final round, she, she made uh, two double bogeys, um, which, you know, propelled Ruggi into the lead and, and, uh, Ruggi really never, never let go of that lead. Um, I guess just coming down the stretch, um, she made three solid pars, uh, to close it out and, and win by two strokes over Carmazine. Um, and she finished with a, a final round 78, six over, um, oh, excuse me, that Carmazine finished with a final round 78, six over, um, so yeah, it was a great, great championship down in Beatrice. I know we're there a lot this summer. Uh, the course is is always in great condition. Uh, Andy Hamilton, the course superintendent, does a great job. And um, yeah, I mean that was that was a wrap on our on our girls am. Uh, one thing I will say that the quality of golf uh, in our state for for junior girls is um, you know obviously I'm, I'm very biased to Nebraska, but I would say it's up there with with any other state. And considering you know we can only play you know four or five months out of the year it's it's incredible to see uh, how young some of these girls are and and the kind of game that they have so um it's it's very exciting to see and uh you know i'm, I'm sure we'll continue to have strong fields uh, as we progress 
for sure. And what a test of endurance Beatrice was last week for them. And now moving on to the, the junior side, the, the boys' side, Trevor Gachewski, we mentioned him earlier, came prepared to Beatrice Country Club. He pulled off a wire-to-wire win. He went, I think he went two under the first day to lead early, never looked back, shot par the second day, and then went one under the final round to seal his win at 213. Um, the event was actually originally slated to be in Wayne, but uh, rough winter conditions this year and a dry year just didn't quite let that happen. But um, the event will actually be in Wayne next year to be hosted. So we're looking forward to seeing that next year. Uh, back to Gachewski, though. He went uh, bogey-free through his first 12 holes, which at Beatrice Country Club, I couldn't even imagine doing that. That like It's incredible, his performance. Far better all three rounds, like I mentioned. Um, the runner-up was... Um, I can I feel horrible for not remembering his first name. He's gonna he's gonna hate me for this. Colby Brown. Cool. There we go. And uh Colby Brown was runner up, and then Connor Steichen, who was the defending champion, ended up in third place. Both of them made a run on the final day. Tried really hard to get up there with Gacheski. You were one back at one point, both of them, but a late uh, triple bogey for Brown on number 17 and a late bogey for Steichen put them out of reach. But Great tournament all around. It was a hefty week for us for the NGA running basically two tournaments at once. Um, great time out of Beatrice. So, Sam, is there anything to add on that? Um, no, you know, I mean, we're there, obviously. I think that's our next next item on the list is uh, USAM qualifying. We'll be back at Beatrice Monday. Um, you just want me to jump right into it? Heck yeah, why not? All right. Uh, yeah, so just... Previewing our uh, USAM qualifier, uh, 36-hole qualifier uh, down in uh, back at Beatrice Country Club. Uh, got a really, really strong field. Um, you know, just some some names to throw out there. I mean, uh, Luke Kluver, obviously, uh, most people in Nebraska know who he is. Actually, just recently committed to Oklahoma, um, which is interesting because Oklahoma's head coach, Ryan Hibble, uh, is actually also playing uh, in our USAM qualifier. And I think this is the, his second or third time coming up and, and playing in the Nebraska qualifier. So uh, it'll be good to chat with him. And obviously, Luke's going to be uh, his new player, uh, one of his new players. So um, we'll hopefully get some some uh, inside scoops on, on that and uh, that process. But uh, just looking at the the field, I mean, we there's a ton of guys that have the the opportunity to, to go low and and uh, you know advance to to the USAM uh, guys that that come to mind. I mean, Danny Woodhead has already done it once at the US Open qualifier. Uh, granted, that was at his home club, Omaha Country Club, um, but I'm sure he's he's going to get his practice rounds in. And I know he's familiar with the golf course, so um, you know, look for him to be near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, just continuing on, Charlie Zelinsky's had a great year. Uh, I believe he made it to the quarter, quarterfinals of our match play. He won the Dinsdale. Um, also at, at Riverside in Grand Island. Um, so he's having a good summer. And then, um, you know, guys that somebody might not think of, but uh, Grant Jabinas, um, he, like I mentioned, he can go crazy low at times. Uh, I think he shot seven or eight under last year at Happy Hollow uh, during our Nebraska AM. So he's kind of got that that second gear to, to really make a lot of birdies. Um, I, I really think it could be anybody. Um, you know, obviously we hope that it's Nebraska, a Nebraska player. Um, certainly there's, there's other guys um, from different states. Uh, from different states coming in, trying to take our spots. Um, we'll have uh, 70 
eight players playing for two spots. Um, so hopefully we can at least get one Nebraskan, uh, if not two in there. So uh, it should be great. Uh, we'll have live scoring at nebgolf.org, um, all that good stuff. I know Damon will be ready to go with content oh, yeah. uh, for social media purposes. And, all and, day, uh, baby. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of birdies uh, for you and um, should be should be a great event. should be a long day. Um, it's going to be hot, but uh It'll be kind of one of those survival of the fittest uh, days, I guess. But uh, yeah, we got a great field, and it'll be it'll be great to see who advances. Definitely. And moving on from that, we've got the um, the following weeks. So next week's a light week, just to qualify on Monday. Then after that, we've got the Nebraska Amateur coming up, the, our big event of the summer. We love Nebraska Amateur; it's always a great time. This year, this year, it's out at Firethorn golf club over in Lincoln. Firethorn's hosted it twice before in 1993 and in 2007. And this kind of, this is interesting to me. I think nobody who has won the Nebraska amateur at Firethorn has been under par after the four or three or four rounds. Um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have guessed that, but hearing that I'm not surprised by it. Uh, Firethorn's a, a beast. It's, it's a, it's oh, a, yeah. it's a big golf course. Um, you definitely have to manage your way around there. And so I, I could see, um, obviously our, our past champ or our, our still, um, reigning champ, David Easley, uh, is a member there. So he obviously knows the course really well. Um, guys like Jay Moore, who's, who's been at the top of our leaderboards in, in many events and hasn't quite got over the hump yet. Um, uh, besides qualifying for the U S mid am last year, he's a member there. So, uh, Scott Tridle also a member there. So I think, uh, you know, like I said, obviously the guys are going to play their practice rounds and do their homework, but I, I could definitely see a, a slight advantage to the members there. But uh, no, that that stat you threw out there, Damon, that does not surprise me knowing, you know, how difficult uh, Firethorn is and, and can be, especially if you, you find yourself in bad spots. And it's a long golf course. I'm sure we'll have it tipped out or, or you know, real close to tipped out, depending on how we play, you know, part threes and a couple of the part fives. But um, it's going to be a true test of golf. And, uh, you know, I'm very confident that, uh, you know, come Thursday afternoon, uh, the, whoever the champion is will be uh, very much so deserving of that. Absolutely. And you mentioned like it's, an, it's a long course. It's a beast. Number eight from the tips plays over 600 yards. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it. And I, I would almost guarantee Justin has that, uh, that tipped out. Um, definitely two of the days I could see maybe, uh, the final round, moving it up a little bit, let guys have a go at it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal. Um, it's going to be great though. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, the am is, it's the best. It's our, it's our kind of our crown jewel. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to get out there. Firethorn's a great venue. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, beautiful golf course, uh, you know, great clubhouse amenities, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I know they'll take good care of us. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it's crazy. It's only two weeks away. I know. Right. And, um, more about the field, talking about David Easley, defending champion. You mentioned him. He's a member there. Um, he actually, last year in his win at Lachlan, he shot the lowest score in an amateur since 2018. He shot 12 under. Mm -hmm. So as you were mentioning, we might see the first finish under par after the four rounds. Yeah. From an amateur. Yeah. And Badura, Caleb Badura shot 63. I mean, he's another one of those guys. He's playing yep. on Monday at the AM qualifier. Um, he's another one of those guys that just has that second gear that can make a ton of birdies and go low. So, um, you know, obviously look for those guys to make the cut. And then, you know, once they get to Wednesday, um, moving day, if you will, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how it, how it shapes up. But, um, 
I'm I'm confident that we'll have a, a nice leaderboard come Thursday, and uh, you know it'll be anybody's game, hopefully. For sure, and, and Caleb Badura will also join Nate Vaughn. They're both looking to complete the sweep. They both have a match play win under their belts. They don't have a the amateur win under their belts, so mm-hmm. it could be interesting. So all that Nebraska amateur talk. Now let's move on to the more broad golf world. The Open's going on right now. Mm-hmm. St. Andrews Old Course got players on it. I think as we speak. Yep. Right now, this is being recorded. So uh, we'll start. I was like Max, have you seen anything that you liked the Open this week? We've been watching it a little bit in the office. Oh, absolutely. One of the things for me is the Open, just having it at the old cold or old, the old course. It's just special. Everyone who walks onto that course, they're just being at one of the original places of golf. Like it's a surreal feeling. Like uh, Tiger Woods just finished his, he didn't play up, up to his best. So he won't be playing in this weekend. But he just talked about how walking on the 18th green, 18th hole up through the crowd, just because that might be his last open round at St. Andrews, just how special it was for him, even though he hadn't played that well. So just having it at a course like that is just really fun for the audience, even all the way over here in Nebraska. For sure. Um, looking at the leaderboard, Cameron Young was the leader after round one. He shot uh, six under, and I believe as we as we're as this is being recorded, I think Cameron Smith is in the lead at thirteen under. He went crazy today. Shot a sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Cam Smith shot eight under today. Um, one thing I've been surprised is how low the scores are. Yeah. Um, and it seems based just based on the coverage that the um, the weather seems to be you know great for them. And I think this morning it, it, it rained overnight or early in the morning, so definitely softened up the golf course a little bit. Um, which you know if you do that. Or if the golf course is soft for guys like this, they're gonna they're gonna aim at flags and and make a lot of birdies and take advantage of it. But um, you know the leaderboard is stacked with with big names. I mean, you got obviously Rory, uh, DJ, Victor Hovland, all T three, Scotty, current Masters champion, uh, one back at T six, uh, with like guys like Patrick Cantlay, Adam Scott. So. Um, it's going to be an awesome weekend. I can't wait to to sit there, uh, you know, at the crack of dawn when uh, you know they're playing. And, yeah, on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday morning, um, you know, it's it's an awesome event. I kind of, it's very unique about it, especially where we live. I mean, uh, you really got to love golf to to wake up that early to watch. Um, I know. I talk about Brooks a lot. He's not. He's going to miss the cut. Imagine that. Um, but I, I did not watch him. Uh, kind of, um, kind of upset with him, I guess, with the whole live golf. But uh, we'll, we'll save that for another pod. Um, anyway, back to the open. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it, it already has been, and I think this weekend's going to shape up for uh, a lot of fireworks. For sure. Um, speaking of like people at the top, uh, Dustin Johnson. Had a, he was up at the top after tonight's round with a, or towards the top with a five under on his second round. But him, Tyrrell Hatton, and Taylor Gooch are all at one point within the top 10 today and still are, in fact. Um, and they're all players that have notably gone over to live golf. So it's interesting to kind of see this is the first tournament where several profile live golfers have been in the top 10. So we'll see what kind of conversations that spawns in the golf world because there's been a lot of conversations of them leading for easier tournaments they've said and such. But I think, as you said, that that whole package could probably go in another podcast. That's a long conversation we got there. But the main one we want to get to right now, who do we have winning it? Me personally, I think 
after today's round, especially, I think McElroy's really got his shoe in the door to push even lower and go all out for this weekend. Yeah, he's he's on he had a good he's on eighteen now. He just hit a good tee shot. Um, so we'll see. Um, definitely not a not a bad pick. Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Cam Cameron Young. He does not have a PGA Tour win yet, um, but he we might as well start it off with the major, and he. He's going to go low, I think, so we'll see. And I'll actually go with a different Cam. I'm going with the leader after day two, as of right now, Cam Smith. Just the way open courses play, they always favor people with great short game, and you're not going to find someone better than Cam Smith, and so I think he'll tone it back, but my pick is Cam Smith at 20 under. Well, that does it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening in. Again, Damon Bennett, one of the communications intern at NGA, here with Sam Owen, as always, and Max Holman. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you all next time.